Hey, everybody. Andy Hamilton of Track Wrestling coming to you from the National Wrestling Hall of Fame Dan Gable Museum in downtown Waterloo, Iowa. I'm joined again by our ranking czar, David Mirakatani, who's coming to you from Dubai. We're going to break down the rankings after an action-packed college wrestling weekend. David, first of all, welcome back. What's going on in Dubai today? It is one o'clock in the one forty-two in the morning here right now. So um, burning the midnight oil, literally. I know you were burning it when I was uh, calling you at a normal time last night. So, uh, but a lot of results. Excited to see this, and uh, this country is amazing, and the training here has been amazing. Yeah, can you explain to our listeners what you're doing over there? I'm teaching a wrestling seminar to a uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu and MMA gym uh, through some mutual friends. Uh, Mark Dickman, who wrestled for me at Merrimack and wrestled for Lindenwood, is friends with uh, or a student of Sergio Pena in Las Vegas. And uh, they set up the trip trip for me to come over and teach, and it's just been amazing. Uh, right now I'm actually in uh, Qatar or Qatar in Doha, and then I go to Dubai on Friday to, to finish up the trip. So it's just, it's been eye-opening, to say the least. Well, you mentioned we got a lot to talk about here on the college wrestling front. Let's get it started. We're going to take a run through all 10 of the weights and, and the compelling points of what transpired over the last uh, week since the last time that we, we talked to all of you. 125 pounds, Penn State freshman Nick Suriano keeps moving up the charts. He's up to number four now after a 7-0 win against Darian Cruz of Lehigh. Ohio State freshman Jose Rodriguez makes an 11-notch climb up to number 11 after reaching the finals in Vegas and nearly taking out Joey Dance in the process. Dance gets a takedown with six seconds left to win that match. Uh, Ohio State coach Tom Ryan talked about Rodriguez's development. Uh, I think we could see it coming. I think, you know, one of the things with Jose is just uh, that he's he's growing leaps and bounds. I mean, this is a guy that was a five-time state finalist, right? He's a two-time state champion. He was a beauty. I mean, he's uh, we knew he had tremendous ability. Uh, and I think that he's really reaping the benefits of a Nathan Tomasello. Um, you know, just someone that's just so committed to what he does. And, uh, you know, they train together often. A lot of times they train outside the hours that, uh, you know, we're putting him through workouts. So uh, he's being definitely being pulled through by some of his training partners. And I think we could see it. But, you know, you, you know I think, you, you, you know, what, what you think he's capable of uh, is simply that. It's what you think he's capable of until he starts doing it. And then we're seeing, we're seeing it. Moving on to 133 pounds, Nathan Tomasello returns and wins the title in Vegas. Mark Gray and Mitch McKee both make significant moves in the rankings up to 12 and 13, respectively. Iowa State's Earl Hall lost twice in Vegas. He drops from five all the way down to 14. One of the other big movers is Scotty Parker of Lehigh. He climbs eight spots up to number 17 after a major decision win against Penn State's Jared Cortez. One of the other thing worth noting, Missouri's Jaden Ironman got caught in a cow catcher by Minnesota's Sam Brancale in the opening minute of the UNI Open. He came back uh, before the end of the period to take a 7-6 to six lead, ended up going on winning the, turn- or winning the match 15-10 to 10 and went on to win the tournament. Missouri coach Brian Smith talked about Ironman's ability to come back. 
even during the tournament, little Jaden Ironman was getting tired and getting frustrated in positions, and I told him, no, you can't do that. And in that, another match, he just showed grit. He was down by like eight, ten points and showed a lot of grit and fought off his back twice and came back and won a match. And that's, for a freshman, that's hard to do, and he did it. And so he, now he's been there before. He knows he can do it. And, but his body language during that match was so much better than his easier wins earlier. So that's important to me, seeing little things like that. That may not show on the scoreboard, yeah. but show to me as a coach that we're improving and we're listening and getting better. What's it been like coaching him? I mean, he's got so many tools and so many ways to score. You know, he's really a coachable kid. He, he I call him my puppy because he just wants he wants to learn and he wants to get better. And so, and, and you know, from last year to this year, he knows he made mistakes in different areas and he wants to get better. So, when you have kids like that, it's a joy. You know, that want to get better. So. Known him a long time, and I know Mike Herman for a long time. So it's fun having him close, you know, a local kid close by that wants to learn like that. That's that's fun. Going ahead to 141 pounds, the top eight all remain the same. There, a couple top ten matches worth mentioning to know. Kevin Jack defeated Anthony Ashnall two to nothing, and Matthew Kolodzik beat Colton McChrystal eight to six in overtime. At 149, Wyoming's middleweights had a heck of a tournament out in out in Vegas. Paul Mendenhall placed fourth at 149 pounds. His two losses came to Central Michigan's Justin Oliver, but he pinned Solomon Chisco of Virginia Tech. Mendenhall is now 15-2, and two, comes from outside the rankings all the way up to number 10. 157 pounds. This weight got all jumbled up over the weekend. Rutgers backup John Van Brill put it on number four, Max Roshkoff of North Carolina State before he pinned Roshkoff, uh, fifth-ranked Brian Murphy of Michigan lost twice in Vegas, so Roshkoff drops to number nine. Murphy falls to number 11. Jake Short, who had slumped early in the season, comes away with the title in Vegas. He climbs all the way from 23 up to 12. Moving on to 165 pounds, not a ton of movement in the rankings, but there's a lot to talk about here. We'll start with Michigan freshman Logan Massa. He shreds Anthony Valencia 17-4 to in the Cliff Keen semifinals. Follows that up with an 8-7 to win against number two Isaac Jordan in the finals. So Massa inherits the number two spot this week behind two-time national champ Isaiah Martinez. Imar handled then number three Daniel Lewis of Missouri 7-4 to in the finals of the UNI Open. Martinez talked about his performance in his first outing of the season. Yeah, it was it was good. I mean, just to get that feel. Uh, he's a really dangerous guy, so he's tough on top. And um, I knew that going in. Um, happy with the win. I think I could win by a lot more next time. Uh, I think I was a little more hesitant because uh, it's my first time up a weight, and um, just getting the feel for the top guys is a little different. Um, it's good though. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that I got the top three win this early in the season. I, I've never wrestled someone uh, that good this early, so um, it's good. It's good. It's good to get. It's good to get these kind of matches in early. One more thing worth noting: at 165 pounds, Wyoming's Branson Ashworth comes from outside the rankings up to number 12 after placing third in Vegas. Looking ahead to 174, Arizona State freshman Zahid Valencia wins the title in Vegas. Uh, with a victory in the finals against Brian Realbuto. So they trade places at six and seven. Michigan freshman Miles Amin has, has really put together a nice season so far. He makes a 13-notch jump up to number eight after placing third in Vegas. A couple weeks ago, we saw Northern Iowa's Taylor Lujan push number two Zach Epperly 
of Virginia Tech to the limit. The freshman posted his first big win on Saturday when he beat Illinois' Zach Brunson in the finals of the UNI Open. Lujan comes from outside the rankings up to number 12. At 184 pounds, Virginia Tech's Zach Zavatsky knocks off Miles Martin in Vegas and makes a move up to number five. Emery Parker of Illinois made the biggest move this week, though, coming from outside the rankings to number 12 after teching or pinning everyone he faced at the UNI Open. He scored a fall in the finals against Northern Iowa's Drew Foster. At 197 pounds, status quo for the top eight and not a ton of movement throughout the top 25. Heavyweight, kind of the same story. Not a lot of movement here, but Tanner Hall dropped decisions to Ty Walls and Michael Crails in Vegas, and he slots in behind Crails at number 11 after being ranked fourth a week ago. David, that's a lot to digest. Where do you want to start? Well, first of all, I want to thank you with me being out of the country, you helping me get so many of these data points organized, and great job getting those interviews at with Tom Ryan and Coach Smith and, and Imar. I think people love to hear from those kind of guys. Um, I think the biggest thing in the rankings that I saw, and it's just an overall trend, is that our rankings are going to move more from a head-to-head bias to a body-of-work bias. And I guess what I mean by that is, you know, if you and I wrestle and I beat you by one point and you're 0-1 and and I'm 1-0, at that point I have to be ahead of you. But if nine, ten matches later I'm 5-5 and and you're 9-1 and and we've wrestled similar schedules, that win doesn't carry nearly the same weight or gravity that it did at the time we only had one match. So the body of work became really important when trying to rank Rashkoff, Brian Murphy, Earl Hall, and as far as guys not falling maybe further than just their performance this weekend uh, might dictate. And then conversely, some other guys, you re-look at them and you look at their whole body of work and they've kind of flown under the radar. Some guys that I really like, Jack Mueller from Virginia at 125, you know, really quietly having a great season. Um, Baby J. Bannister at 149 for Maryland, uh, having a great season. Max Thompson with only one loss, winning the UNI Open. Um, you mentioned Logan Massa, and I've known Logan's father since, he was in college wrestling for my father in Merrimack and watching, uh, you know, Logan have that kind of tournament. You know, there's no way to rank him anywhere else but two with, you know, who's beating who in that whole way. And then literally I was just uh, messaging with Ethan Kyle from Wyoming and talking about where his guys are ranked with Ashworth and Mendenhall and Meredith. And, you know, he's out there pointing out, you know, the wins these guys have and where he thinks they should be and, They've done a great job, and, you know, Mendenhall and Ashworth are guys that I don't think were on a lot of our radars. They did a great job performing at a really big event, and now I think a lot of us look back and go, okay, well, now these guys deserve to be here. You know, what can we do to justify them going up or down more, but they don't really have to earn their way in. And Miles Amin, you mentioned him, another guy with a really sort of quiet season, uh, but really good season. And then I guess lastly, uh, Keyshawn Hayes being out for Ohio State. Um, Keyshawn being a Missouri kid, I followed his career pretty closely. And he's a kid that scores a lot of points from the top position. And so not only did Ohio State expect him to win matches, but score bonus. So it'll be interesting to see how Luke Pletcher does. He's a, he's obviously a superstar coming out of high school as well. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see if there's 
a drop-off at all, and if so, how much? Let's talk about Vegas, and you covered a lot of this territory already, but there are revelations that come out of that tournament every year. Was there anything that popped out to you that we haven't already covered? Well, you mentioned Jose Rodriguez, and I actually watched that finals match, and I mean – there were a couple calls, you know, the, the commentator didn't even realize that the call, that the first call was for Jose Rodriguez getting the takedown because Dance was in on the legs. And at one point, and it's funny because I'm down here working with jiu-jitsu guys, but at one point I'm pretty sure Rodriguez put Dance in a submission hole because he tapped out. So he's got some pretty funky stuff from leg uh, leg defense. He's long for the weight. Um, yeah, he looks good sized there. I mean, maybe it was second day weigh-ins and, you know, all the way to the finals. But um, if he can get the legs a little bit more, he's going to be a force there. And if he's, you know, knocking on the doorstep to medal at 25, those are points that most of us didn't have Ohio State projected for at the beginning of the year. And then – we had spoken about this on the show maybe a week or two ago that most of the guys at 165 hadn't wrestled each other yet. And then we get Imar versus Lewis. We get Massa versus Jordan. We get Clark Glass versus Chandler Rogers. So we had, you know, three top eight matches all this weekend. So, and then along with the kid like Ashworth from Wyoming performing so well, it, it, uh, it clarified some things and really makes you, you know, look at some guys and go, wow, you know, okay, this is where some, you know, maybe where these guys are going to stack up and you start looking at potential matchups and things like that. Well, we've got some big stuff on the horizon on the dual front that has some national duels implications riding on the outcome. Mizzou, Ohio State, Princeton, Lehigh, Nebraska, NC State, Iowa, Iowa State. Let's start with the big one Thursday night in Columbus, Missouri at Ohio State. How do you see that one shaping up? Well, a friend of mine and I like to pick these matches and we'll put point spreads on it and things like that. But if you just go by who you think is going to win, Manly, if he wrestles, is probably favored from Missouri at 41. Lavallee will be favored at 57. Lewis will be favored at 65. And Cox will be favored for Missouri at 97. Ohio State's got three favorites with Bo Jordan, assuming, you know, he finally wrestles. Miles Martin, because I don't think Nicholas has recovered from his injury yet. And obviously Kyle Snyder, if he wrestles at heavyweight, so it comes down to three matches. You know, assuming you know, obviously not taking bonus into account. Forty-nine unbelievable match, Mays and Micah Jordan. You know, complete style differences in terms of where they like to score, face versus touching. Thirty-three Ironman and Tomasello. I know the message boards have been going crazy about this one for a couple of weeks. And assuming Barla McGee's back, or even Assad you know, how they do with Rodriguez. So this is a really, really interesting duel. I mean, it could literally come down 15-15 and, um, or, you know, who's got the most team points, first takedown, all that kind of stuff. Or if one of these guys can squeak out uh bonus, it'd be great. I'm really interested in seeing how Colin Moore does against uh Jaden Cox. Obviously nobody's favored against Jaden Cox, but, just to see if Colin Moore can maybe put in like a Jared Hot kind of performance there, or if, if Cox really starts getting to his offense and open things up. And 49 absolutely fascinates me. 49 and 33, both of those. Anything else on you, that uh, you've got your eye on this weekend that you're really excited about? Well, you mentioned the duels, and the Nebraska-North Carolina State duel, I think not only is a great duel, 
But right now, those teams might be the fourth best in their respective category. Nebraska might be the fourth best dual meet team in the Big Ten. NC State might be the fourth best non-Big Ten dual meet team. So, you know, this could actually end up being a matchup that happens again during the bowl series. And then, um, you know, you're up there in Iowa. There's Iowa, Iowa State. You would know better than me. I mean, that's always a traditional, you know, match with that has a lot of history to it. What are the matches there that, that people should be looking for in that duel? Well, I think 74 and 84, certainly you've got four All-Americans at those weights. If everybody's in the lineup that, uh, you know, that we projected would be in the lineup at the beginning of the season. Now, that hasn't been the case. We haven't seen much of Pat Downey of Iowa State at 184 pounds. Haven't seen him since, I think, opening weekend of the season. Uh, but 174, Alex Meyer and Leland Weatherspoon. Meyer placed eighth a year ago. Weatherspoon was sixth. Uh, Meyer controlled the match last year in Ames. Uh, Weatherspoon, though, is is one of those guys that uh, you, you look at him and if, if, you know, he's in the match against anybody, really. I mean, he can pop up and beat somebody in the top five or he can lose to somebody uh, that's at the bottom part of our rankings as well. So which guy are we going to see Saturday night there? Um, 184, I think that that could be, that could be absolutely awesome if, if Downey is in the lineup because you know that uh, those guys are not afraid to let it fly. And, and uh, you know, I, I'm hoping that, that Pat Downey is in the lineup because I, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch that match if it transpires. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, we talked about this privately. Weren't put, you know, weren't, you were helping me with the rankings, but there's a lot of guys right now that are ranked outside of the top eight that you wouldn't want to draw them if you were in the tournament, and you would probably be more shocked if they didn't medal than if they did. I mean, you got guys like Earl Hall, Roshkoff, Murphy, um, Anthony Valencia, um, you know, a bunch of these guys at 184. Somebody's got to be ranked eighth, and, you know, that's, that's even after a guy like Abinader, you know, redshirted. So, I mean, like right now we have Downey at nine, but it wouldn't obviously wouldn't be a surprise at all if Downey medals. So, and then Willie Miklas is all the way down at 15. So, and Jack Deckow is an All-American from a couple of years ago at 14. So, and, you know, and, and like I said, Ethan Kyle called about Bryce Meredith, and certainly he had an unbelievable run at the Nationals last year. Didn't have the easy way out. Beat all the good guys to make it. Just had some head-to-head losses this year, which makes him tougher for him to be ranked higher than he is. But I, you know, I think most people would, if they had to bet on whether or not Bryce Meredith is going to finish in the top eight, would bet that he would versus he wouldn't. So I mean, that means one of those guys that's ahead of him has to pop out. So. You know, people are jockeying for position right now in seedings and rankings. The good news is, I think you mentioned last week, we're only at the quarter pole. And, you know, it kind of feels to me like the halfway spot is after, I always think of it after the scuffle. You know, after you get Keen, you get Midlands, you get scuffle. Everybody's grades come in. Hopefully everybody's eligible. Then you get into your conference season and, you know, almost the tournaments almost go away. It's almost all duels. And then, Get super interesting, but you know the team race is starting to shape up as uh, it's a little it's a little closer. Um, so you know that was interesting. You know Oklahoma State fell back. Um, Ohio State uh, picked up a little ground on Iowa, and uh, you know Penn State is right there. So um, you know these 
all of these things are, you know, right now when you're looking at them, you've got, you know, a break here, a break there. Any of those top four teams could could do something special. If Virginia Tech pulls McFadden out of red shirt, they're right on the, the line with Penn State and Ohio State right now. So super interesting to watch. And, again, when we do the rankings, we're just trying to rank them as accurately as can weight by weight and let the math take care of itself. But it's always fun to see how it turns out. So that'll do it for this week. If you're listening to this on Track Wrestling, you can download all the rankings, breakdown shows, as well as Matt Chat with David Mirkatani on iTunes through the Matt Talk Podcast Network. David will have an interview coming later this week with with Illinois assistant Mark Perry. You do not want to miss that one. If you're listening to us on iTunes, be sure to go to trackwrestling.com to check out David's rankings this week, as well as the conference notebook series on each of the Division One conferences. Our team of correspondents is doing a great job with those. Thanks to all of you for listening this week. We'll be back again next week. This show is part of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. For more wrestling podcasts, head over to matttalkonline.com.